Hello, everybody, and welcome to Show Hoppers Better Call Saul, Season 6, the second half, the recap. I'm Kurt, joined by my former high school teacher, uh, my co host, the greatest podcaster in the history of podcasts, a giant amongst ants, the seer of series, Mr. Sal. And that is really easy to base in. We, 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 Baskin? We, Wait, did you say Basque or Basque? Basque, Basque, whatever, Basque, Basque. We wrote Boost a very me. good prize for these <laughs> survival I don't know. series i, don't know. I think I, I think it's you know in hindsight to be honest kind of a cheap prize i mean not really um oh i don't it's not think a very so. quality one it's not very good quality to be honest. i don't think so i it's having won and lost so we've both done it like <laughs> i did not enjoy saying it i used to i used to enjoy it yeah you enjoy it yeah and i really enjoy listening to it so <laughs> i think this is a perfect prize well i need in either case, we're here <laughs> to talk about the final season. I better call Saul. Uh, excuse my voice, a little hoarse, but I you sound great. Fun. You sound, sound great. great. Thank you, Mr. Sal. You're the best. Uh, we're here to review the last six episodes, so it's not too long. Uh, nor our, our, um, <laughs> our, not a lot of uh, not a lot ranking. of parody here in our rankings. So. That's a good way of putting it. Yes, uh, it's almost as though we have the same order of rankings with only one having a different number to it. Uh, almost not actually almost that is actually the case that that is the exact case so mm-hmm. so if, if you haven't heard one of our recaps before normally what happens is that we'll both talk about the low in this case sixth strength then you know mr sal goes i go and then i'll go with fifth he'll go to his fifth and he'll go to his fourth i go with my fourth and that's how we go on so on and so forth this time though and we've done this before in the past when we're really similar in this case we're spot on the same i guess it is only six episodes um Mr. Sal is going to start off with his lowest ranked sixth ranked episode. He'll talk about it for two minutes. I'll yell stop when he goes over the time. And then afterward, we can kind of just chat about it. And then we'll move on and I'll do five. He'll do four. So I do odds. He does evens. And we'll get we'll, we'll get through that. So a nice. Uh, when I go over the time. <laughs> a nice little bow tie on it. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Sal does enjoy going over his allotted two-minute time. So remember, listeners, we only get two minutes in our mm-hmm. introductory discussion of the episode yes. or at least recap and review so uh anything you want to say mr Sal, before we get into the uh, uh yeah, yeah i mean that's we will obviously have a little opportunity to rebut and and chime in and, and fill in missing pieces but the two minute time is just the that's the base that's where we start yeah i mean normally normally that's the Normally, it's the only one in our normal recaps, but since we, we have the same things, we're just going to kind of we'll do a two minute yeah. thing and then we'll discuss it a bit. So we'll yeah. See, yeah, it'll be it'll be a base launch point. So, mm-hmm. so far, do Mr. Sal, are you ready to discuss number six? Oh. Well, yes, I am, Kurt. All right, and I, I dig the sound effects very good. <laughs> thank you, thank you. The, 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 Did you make that? The editing team really worked hard on that. I think, I think it took four of them weeks, and they managed to get that one uh, effect there. So I'm, I'm oh, glad you enjoyed man. it. Is that like a garbage can or something? Like rolling down a hill? What do you mean? I mean, how do you make a sound effect such as that? Oh, like the folly of that? No. Um. Like, what is the actual recording of? Wait, isn't that called like folly when like people oh. try to make like 
what was it? Foley? I guess I guess that is. Oh yeah, Foley. There it is. Okay. Foley. My bad. Yeah, I don't know. Probably they just took like um, garbage can down the Boom. With rocks inside. I mean, I mean, if you take the microphone and run it away from like a noise, maybe, and then That's a... like, so usually you do you, you make something that makes like a bum noise, run the microphone away, and then like a fourth, like a few seconds in, that object also runs away. So now they're running away at, like double the speed from each other. So maybe it sounds like even... yeah. it is a little I... Dopplery. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I already go. That's that's the name. Of it. <laughs> Doppler effect. <laughs> All right. Well. Okay. Sorry. No, right, I'm ready. ready. I'm ready, okay, ready for time. Six. Yep. Okay. Ready. Set. Go. My number six rated episode, lowest rated episode of this half season here, the last half of, of Saul's final season, is episode ten. Nippy. I gave this an eight. This is an easy choice for me. I, nothing else is close to this. This is a league of its own. It's not a bad episode, and in retrospect, having seen everything through to completion there's a lot that i like about this episode i i don't know how they could have done what they ended up doing if you didn't get to know jeff and marion a little bit uh so i just to, to get the bad stuff out of the way i i felt like this really didn't do anything we had just come off of kim and saul's breakup and howard's death and lalo's death and then we got like a department store robbery and Cinnabon, lots of consumption of Cinnabon, which made me hungry for Cinnabon. But anyway, uh, it I loved the montage. I loved Marion. And retrospectively, like that scene of Marion, the opening scene with her at the grocery store, uh, knowing what a big character, what an important character she'd become to the story, uh, I love thinking about that scene now. Uh, there was a, some controversy about this episode uh, on reddit the the community started a, a not my jeff <laughs> uh hashtag or subreddit because they 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 did uh replace the actor who plays jeff but i actually really like this actor so I, I end up liking this episode a lot more than i originally did but i think eight is the appropriate rating for this episode so i'll stop there yeah 135 okay good on you you know honestly there's not a whole lot of content in the episode but you didn't you did not mention uh the, the whole heist and robbery thing but you did you did talk about the important points i ended up giving this episode an eight at the time at the time i gave it a 10 you did okay? you really plummeted so, it i was so i was so excited for listen the show did not go the way i expected it would okay mm-hmm. so and then after the next episode after this i really got <laughs> i at some point i admitted that you were right about nippy i don't know if it was episode <laughs> 11 or 12 but at some point that was like ah oh. Done. Yeah, I can't remember if it was 11 or 12. It was one of those two. I did, I did eventually come back around that. Yeah, Nippy's a bit... It, 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 it's a bit slow from what it does. At least it feels that way. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do appreciate getting to know the character, specifically in this case, Jeff. But the thing about Jeff is, like, he's not even in the finale. He's not. You know what else is not Wait. anywhere in the finale? Who? Chekhov's dog. Oh yeah, you're right. The dog didn't really matter. <laughs> no, I don't think the dog wasn't even in Waterworks. I don't think. No, I don't think so. Yeah, we didn't see yeah. him either in Waterworks. Yeah, so that was not Chekhov's dog at all. That was just some, probably just some some uh, somebody on the production team's actual dog. Yeah, they were like, can, can, we, can we get the dog in somehow? Somehow, it's a cute dog. Yeah, it's a good dog. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I look. I appreciate Nippy. I think if I were to watch these last four episodes again with the, through this new lens of knowing what the whole 
season's going to be, I think I would really love Nippy and Breaking Bad a lot more than I end up loving them. They'll be better on a rewatch. That's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. But mm, right, well, we will. I guess we'll have to see. But Nippy, sadly, uh, it's just a pretty long episode for what doesn't feel like a whole lot happens. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> like, like, like. Well, like you could end it off with saying, um, "Gene relapses," and that's basically like the the whole episode. Uh but he doesn't. Like this isn't the relapse. This is survival. I get the relapse is in the next episode. But it's like it was, that's true. I'm actually just taking a sip. Which later <laughs> a causes the relapse. Yeah, taking a sippy. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he, he, he does it a bit and it's just kind of back and then plus the most you know, I I, I, yeah. I would take this as the beginning of a relapse, but I see what you mean because he okay. a lot more yeah. <laughs> into dips, it. Yeah. Dips the toe. Yeah, this is the dip of the toe, and then the, yeah. the next episode, he's he's all in. I do love all in. Yeah, that sounds like a great title what for is, an Ozark. Oh, that'd be a so. great title. They it all in. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, I have grown to love the concept of mutually assured destruction because it's come up in Ozark. It's now come up in Breaking Bad, or I'm sorry, Better Call Saul, and I, that concept is very interesting to me. It's like. I think, I think it's a pretty fascinating one. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I don't know if it was it first coined for or was it just commonly used for the Cold War? Well, I'm starting to think it's a legal term. Mutually sure destruction. Because the only people we've heard use it have been lawyers. It was Helen and Ozark, and it was Saul and Better Call Saul. Well, I don't know if it's a le- I mean, I know it's like learning in like social studies for the Cold War, like, you know, mad was what kept the Cold War cold and not hot. <laughs> and what does mad mean? Mutually assured destruction. Ah, okay. Yeah. So. No, anyway. Yeah. No, I, I. You know, it's pretty fascinating. I guess it's like kind mm-hmm. of a game theory esque thing, which I think we both enjoy. So. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Well, I think it's, I think it's time to move on. I guess it is. Number five. Kurt, you're up for number five. I better I better start a timer. I'm ready. Right, right. You are ready. Set. Uh, my fifth ranked episode for the season, so with Mr. Sells, is the 11th Breaking Bad, the one right after Nippy. Uh, so this is a step up over Nippy. However, man, I was so conflicted for this episode. You know, if it's especially when I first watched it, I wanted to give this a seven immediately off the bat. I was so disappointed. Like, what what's going on here? These these Jesse and Walt scenes are terrible in the RV. And like the flashbacks in general weren't all that great, I felt. And what's going on in the present here? What, you know, we're not going back in time. We're just sticking around here. And oh, like I was just, I was just not, I was not pleased about it one bit. However, with a bit more time, I did kind of take this as, and especially now in retrospective, you know, but even after I'd seen just this episode, I did like how this kind of was a through line of the downfall of Saul Goodman. Uh, with the past, especially with the Mike flashback, still don't like the RV flashback, but that that Mike flashback really does show it. Um, it does interlace well. I know Mr. Sal talked about it in the next episode, but it interlaced really well with uh, the Breaking Bad Better Call Saul episode because the scenes in the flashback coincide with scenes from that episode, so that's cool too. Um, but you know, in in general, I I, I see this as uh, Gene Breaking Bad himself, literally, but also the downfall of him. Uh, as was the downfall of Saul Goodman, and we do see that happen to him. So, because of that, I did up the score. Uh, 
gave it a nine. So there you go. And that's all on my time. 139. Yeah, you actually leapfrogged Nippy because your original scores were, were 10 and 8, I think. It was. Nippy 10 and Breaking Bad 8, and now you've it got was. Breaking Bad at 9 and Nippy at 8. So they, they leapfrog each other. I, I This is another episode that I like a lot more in the full context of the, the last four episodes altogether. I, I wish that I had watched Better Call Saul which is season two, episode eight of Breaking Bad. I wish I had watched that before I watched this episode because it is really impressive how they the, all of the flashbacks would have fit into that episode of Breaking Bad. It does. It was cool. So I remember when I saw this, because I was watching with my friends, when I saw the final like scene of him walking to the school, I'm like, oh, the school. this is the school scene then comes yeah. up and watched it afterwards. So we were like, oh, well, we got to see it now. Yeah, that but, was um, very cool. The the issue, and I don't know whether it should affect my rating for it, and it kind of doesn't for me because screw other people, but <laughs> things that might not be easily remembered by an audience member, like people don't really remember the school scene, like Saul finding out who Walt is and then confronting him at his school. Like that's not a scene most people remember from Breaking Bad unless you right. recently rewatched it or you really liked the series. Right. So it's like, I mean. That's a reference a lot of people aren't going to really get, like him getting up and going to the school. I don't know, right? Yeah. But that being said, I still like it. So whatever. I don't care what other people think. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be a bit of a niche one, right? Yeah. But I mean, not even niche, but it's not everyone will. I mean, I, I we kind of said for this entire last season that that episode of Breaking Bad would be pivotal. We really, and I, I mean, I've really worked hard to try to get to that episode before they did this episode and I, I came up one short but I, I take your point i think i think that there was some pretty niche stuff in there i did not get all the references to breaking bad in this episode which is why i'm glad that i did eventually rewatch uh, breaking bad i'm sorry better call Saul in breaking bad and it made me appreciate this episode so much more um it it is pretty good stuff. I, I agree with you. The RV scene is is the weakest of the flashbacks. Um, the the Mike flashback is is quite good actually. Uh, but if you even forget about the flashbacks, because I think that's a tendency is to fixate on those flashbacks. Like this is Saul Breaking Bad again, or Gene, I guess Breaking Bad again. And I I love now in the context of of everything that it's Kim's dismissal of him that triggers this. Mm-hmm. Once Kim has dismissed him, he tries to cope by by Breaking Bad, or maybe he's not trying to cope here. Maybe he's trying to get caught because Saul Goodman does not kick in a glass plate on a door to break into a house. Mm. Saul Goodman doesn't do that. He's much too calculating and careful. So. How about Victor, Mr. Sal? Well, Victor, Victor, yeah, Victor, we don't know, I guess. So, uh, but yeah, so that's so so the idea that he does things that he never would have done before does lead me to believe that there's an, at least an element of, if not the majority of the the reasoning here, is to uh, get caught or put himself in a situation where he could get caught. So it's high risk, high reward. If he doesn't get caught. He gets foot massages, and if he does get caught, well, that's fine because kind of the, the thrill anyway. of it or the yeah. yeah, the drive of it. Yeah, because yeah, he as yeah. he puts it, he has lost everything, and yeah. in, in a way, he's kind of in a prison. I mean, yeah, 
the, the, the way the way his life's become relative to how we, he feels about it. I didn't know. I didn't mention it. Should mention it. Francesca was cool. Definitely. That was cool. That 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 was good. And because they they did, the, I I know that reminded you, maybe some listeners about the the scene. And I look, I think it's season four, maybe season three, but I think it's season four when they talk about that time. Hey, I'm going to call you at this time. Yeah, three or four o'clock, and then they 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 follow through with that. So that was, yeah. that was good. They did that. Yeah, that was good. The continuity in this series pretty good. Uh, except yeah. for Jeff. Except for Jeff. Well, Jeff. I mean, yeah. So I, I have a theory about that. I mean, they, they said it was a scheduling conflict. They just couldn't get that guy, that actor to come in and do Jeff when they needed to shoot. Uh, and it does make me think, I, I wonder if they, they had to choose between him and Carol Burnett, who played Marion. And they're like, well, if we can get Carol Burnett, we're going to get Carol Burnett. <laughs> So, so is this a budgetary thing or like no Carol Burnett's schedule? Like this is when Carol Burnett schedule. can do it. This is yeah. when the other guy can do it. We gotta take Carol Burnett. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. She, by the way, apparently is a big a big fan. Like she loved the show. She was a huge Better Call Saul fan. Oh. Glad she'd be going. Well, I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan. Why wasn't I in the show? Well, you have to be a comedy icon first. <laughs> Darn it. Uh, <laughs> Like Bob Odenkirk or Michael Michael McKeon or or uh, Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett, yeah. It is amazing the, how dramatic they got these comedy icons to play. Yeah, the yeah, the that season. was the whole like plan. Like Dean Norris, I know the original. Brian Cranston, I guess did. Right. Yeah. yeah but I, mean, I, mean, I mean, he was like Malcolm or something. I mean, he was. Yeah, but he he's role, done but... mostly drama. Brian yeah. Like yeah. he he I think he was on the X Files actually. Uh, I think that's why that's why I think um, Vince Gilligan got. Brian Cranston, right? X Files, right? But then he did Malcolm in the Middle, and that's what he was probably most famous for at that point, which was mm-hmm. interesting. But, anyway, but but I mean, Bob Odenkirk is, uh, is to, to my knowledge, like this was the first like truly dramatic role he's had. Uh, you know, Michael McKeon and Carol Burnett have have had dramatic roles, but they're comedy icons. Michael McKeon is Chuck, uh, and Carol Burnett is Marion. But anyway, I think it's time to move on, don't you? Certainly do. Number four. Okay, number four. I guess I start this one. Uh, so you, you tell me when to go, and I will go. Are you ready, set, go. My number four rated episode is episode nine, Fun and Games. I gave this a nine, and this is the only difference that Kurt and I have. Kurt, Kurt gave this a ten. I'll talk more about that later. Uh, and. To be perfectly honest with you, the only reason I give this a nine is because of the Gus stuff. This episode felt very indulgent, and it could have probably been about ten minutes shorter. Uh, a lot of it had to do with the Chuck, or not the Chuck, the Gus wine scene uh, with the wine sommelier at the restaurant, which ends up being the last appearance of Gus in Better Call Saul. So, I mean, even now thinking back on it, it's a little. It's a little, it's kind of beautiful, but kind of sad that that's the last we got of Gus. Uh, I almost I would have rather had the the last scene of Gus be after he got back uh, and you know opened up the curtains, opened up the windows, and told Mike get to work on the super lab. But uh, I understand why they did it. It, it humanizes Gus a bit. It, it shows us that he can't even indulge a little bit in what he wants because it's all about business has done uh 
why am I forgetting his name? Eladio. Uh, no, the other one. Oh, Juan Bolsa. Juan Bolsa. That is Juan Bolsa says. So anyway, but there's a lot that I love about it. The Kim and Jimmy breakup scene is phenomenal. One of the, one of the best breakup scenes. So good. Uh, I, I love the concept that Kim didn't tell him that Lala was alive and went along with the Howard prank anyway because she was having too much fun, even though she recognized how reckless it was. Uh, it, it, it was terrific. So uh, th- the only thing holding this episode back was the Gus stuff. Uh, otherwise, this is a this would have gotten a 10 from me for sure. So I'll stop there. 156. Oh, good. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I, so I did give this a 10. I gave this a low 10. It was mm-hmm. between a 9 or a low 10. And I completely agree. Gus stuff is definitely weak especially compared to the rest of it but the reason i ended up i at first i was just gonna give it a nine but i gave it a low 10 because i thought of just all the moments where i went oh oh my goodness like i was you know so excited for it we've got you know the funeral with cheryl cliff song that, 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 is such like, good... that was so good yeah, right? I, I i didn't even get to talk about that yeah, but it's so good but, you know when kim lies stripped to carol's face and you know it the, all, all this lying they've done um, and in fact, now, now, and especially in the context of the series, you know, seeing the finale, or I'm not sorry, not the finale, Waterworks, when she confesses to Cheryl, like, wow. But here she yeah. lies boldly to Cheryl's face, you know, even yeah. tries to go, oh, it's okay. I'm sure you knew him better than us. So that was so good. Um, oh, uh, you already said the breakup scene. That was really good. I love the breakup scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Future Saul, like it ends with Future Saul. That was super exciting. Oh my God, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that was super exciting to see. It was yep. always, is, is this when they walk in? Oh, that's so, so many exciting things. But the most exciting scene is just, I'm sure you remember it now that I've said this. <laughs> Mike and, and uh, Mr. Manuel. Nacho. Yeah. Manuel, <laughs> Mr. Varga. Oh, you can't, you can't help but love that scene more than any other scene. Definitely not because I had predicted it. <laughs> Almost oh. exactly. Almost exactly <laughs> predicted that scene. But I love that scene. Um, yeah. well, no, well, partially because I did predict it, but also because you know it, it, it it's some closure for Manuel. And uh, what is, I, is it the final? Well, sorry, yeah. I was to, is that the final Mike scene in present protocols all time? He, no, no, okay. because he we get him back in flashbacks. You know, he he at the end like tells them what they're gonna do as they actually the whole next episode. No, that no, this is fun and games. Never mind. This might be the last Mike scene that we get other than flashbacks. I can check real quick. It is. I'm looking right now. Okay. After that, wow. it's all Saul and Kim. So this is the last one in our Better Call Saul timeline story. Him going to Manuel. You know, because Mike's, Mike's whole story. Sorry. Oh, well, here. No, go ahead. No, Mike, Mike's whole story. This entire, like, kind of series has been him battling with being in the game and the guilt associated with certain bad actions he does and mm-hmm. him leaving him coming back, you know, he kills, um, how was the German guy's name? Werner. Werner. Oh. Yeah, Werner. He kills, he has to kill Werner. You know, it, it depresses him. He gets out of it. He finally comes back in Nacho. You know, he, he seems close with him. I think they work together a bit there. Um, mm-hmm. and when, you know, in rock and hard place. And then when Nacho passes, uh, Mike still written by guilt. But still willing to still keep doing his work, he goes to manual. That's that, that sums up Mike's character pretty well. And yeah, he's a, a guilt-ridden character. He doesn't show it, but he's guilt-ridden. You know, I mean, I mean, he shows it pretty well in the finale here. But yeah. the, what I love about this scene is that Mike all. I, it seems to me Mike does certainly live with all this guilt, but he sees himself differently than he sees Walt or 
Jesse or Gus or Saul, right? He sees himself as less morally compromised. Wouldn't you, would you agree? Explain. I, I feel like Mike sees himself as someone who can be kind of an intermediate between these are the, these are the really bad cartel people. And these are the, you know, innocent other people that we just get pulled in here. I'm the, like Werner Ziegler, right? I, I'm the one who can go between these people because I'm not really cartel. I'm not really a bad guy. I still have a heart. Yeah. But. Right. But so I, what I love about this scene is that Mr. Varga, Manuel, is it Manuel? Yeah, Manuel. Yeah, Manuel. Okay, puts him in his place. He does. Says, That's what I love you, about it. You, you, you are not any better than than any of them. Like you're, you're, you're just as culpable. Uh, and I do love that. And it does actually, tra- it does track nicely with the Mike we know from Breaking Bad. Exactly, he is a lot more hardened and, and cold than that. So exactly. So, yeah. That's why I like it. Yeah, it takes everything that Mike's been trying to do this entire kind of series <laughs> and kind of spits on it a bit. Right. Yeah. Like, Come on, what yeah. what what do you think in your head here? What was it good for? Nothing. It's, you're, yeah. just, you're just a gangster. Yep. And yeah, exactly. In the Breaking Bad, he's a lot more hardcore than he is in Better Call mm-hmm. and that's a good explanation as to why. So yeah, and, and I'll tell you, this is, I mean, really very justifiable. Ten. Like I, I happen to actually you know, like the wine scene. I just wish it wasn't in this episode. <laughs> so uh anyway the 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 gust stuff detracts a little bit but otherwise this is a damn near perfect episode i loved it so 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 you're not gonna get 10 i'm not gonna give it a 10 it's not it's not on a tier with these other three that we have to to talk about i don't think all i'm saying is that that mike emmanuel scene wraps up mike very nicely but i think it's underrated it does wraps up everything nicely so it does all right well let's move on yeah well Number three. All right, Kurt. You are up for number three. Are you ready? Yes, hit me. Set. Go. Uh, both My Name is Yourselves, third favorite episode of the season, uh, is the 12th, Waterworks. Both gave it a 10 out of 10. Uh, and it's the penultimate episode. It's a good penultimate episode. Okay. Uh, obviously not the world's best, but good enough to be top three. First of all, getting to see Kim is super exciting okay we haven't seen kim in what feels like forever although it's only been two episodes <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. but we finally get to see kim we see what her life's up to and then th- things are starting to get connected rather well like she confesses to cheryl that's interesting and we see these flashbacks and the flashbacks are so good in this episode okay from saul's cold feet to him kind of feigning confidence and signing the divorce papers that kim and jesse scene is amazing and way better than that RV scene, as we talked about nonstop. That's such a good scene. Loved it. Um, Gene uh, kind of dealing with the after effects of last episode for a bit near the end and kind of slipping up in his confidence. You know, he, he's just drinking a drink, trying to, you know, move the phone out as he's taking sips of his hard liquor, uh, <laughs> trying to swindle Mary and, oh, yeah, we, we can get Jeff out. No problem. Just need you to go down. And best thing of all, no bondsman in Omaha. Not like Albuquerque at all. <laughs> Definitely not a suspicious thing to say. Uh, just him going over to Marion, the ad having color, and him almost seemingly doing something vile to Marion was a great way to end the episode. Uh, but he doesn't. So there's still there's a shred of humanity in him, and that shred does come out in the finale. So I guess that that's good too. So yeah, I think this is a, this, this is. 
especially in in hindsight as well this is a great setup episode to the finale while also being interesting itself seeing kim again the flashbacks are good the ending of it's good so yeah 10 oh wow oh kurt wow you hit it right on two minutes (laughs) (laughs) oh good job good job oh that's good (sighs) if you had said i end my time i was going to cut you off but you just said time it's perfect (laughs) wow i cannot believe that this is only my third rated episode because i love this episode yeah i'm like thinking about it right now like wow this episode episode, this is everything i was hoping and dreaming for in a gene episode when i when i said i hope we get three gene episodes i was thinking like three of these three just like this this is it was perfect it was exactly what i wanted to scratch every itch it was phenomenal and i could not imagine it getting any better than this i was fully resigned to rate this as you know my favorite gene episode anyway my favorite uh black and white episode i did not end up doing that but and i I can't say enough good things. I, I know when I when we covered this, I said that my favorite scene was the the phone call between Gene and Kim, which it, it probably still is because it sets them in such opposite paths, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Kim goes and submits a full confession and then starts volunteering at a law office. Yeah, Gene becomes Victor and starts breaking and entering, right? So, mm-hmm. I, so I do love that about the phone call, but I am absolutely haunted by this kim and jesse scene i i just think this is this i wanted this scene i didn't know i wanted this scene but i wanted it so bad <laughs> like i said when characters interact then never yeah. interact is the funnest mm-hmm. thing ever it's so cool mm-hmm. to me lost probably does it the best just because they have so many characters yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that they can get away with it um and with you know all the time you know back and flashback stuff and whatnot it's it, you know so cool yeah and but, yeah that's a good slice of it here but it's so well integrated it's like oh it yeah is. you you represented combo uh is this guy any good like this is the, this is this is what he talked about in the breaking bad or the better call yeah, episode why, of breaking why, he pitches, why he pitches Saul goodman yeah a lawyer to go so this to. is yeah. it yeah oh, oh it's so good oh my god anyway we so see amelia <sighs> amelia sadly in our um recognition right <laughs> no <laughs> oh well sadly. All right. All right. I'm ready to move on. Are you ready? I'm ready. Number two. Number two. Wow. Well, here we are. Number you ready, two. Mr. Sam? I'm ready. You ready? Set. Go. My number two rated episode of the season was episode eight, Point and Shoot. I gave it a 10. This was the premiere of the last half of the season. I guess it's the way to describe it uh everything about this episode is amazing the end i'm, I'm kidding but uh it it opens with while right where episode seven left off at the, at the mid-season finale uh with howard dead on the floor and kim and jimmy's apartment and lalo standing over him with the gun and lalo lays out his plan which is that he's gonna send jimmy right up to gus's door with a gun and said and say you know kill gus if you see this guy um but what i one of the things that i love about this episode is that jimmy talks him out of sending him and talks him into sending kim instead uh and it seems like it's simultaneously selfish and selfless and i love that about it it's so good 
Uh, this is we, we get the first real interactions between Gus and Kim in this episode, which is great stuff. And of course, it all culminates with the showdown that we've been waiting what three seasons for now, which was uh, Lalo versus Gus. Uh, they've set everything up. Everything is explained as to why they're both in this place. Uh, and we get this great display of, uh, I guess, hubris from Lalo. I mean, he could have just killed him and then t- given the tour himself. But instead, he has Gus give the tour and, and consequently ends up paying for it with his life. Dies with the Joker smile on his face. Like, oh, yeah, you got me. I guess good job i suppose and then gets buried with howard i mean this is this felt a lot more like a breaking bad episode than a better call saul episode kind of because it it was so tense and violent Uh, there are what four or five deaths in this episode which i think there's one stop okay (laughs) i'll stop oh the first going over mr sally i like to do that and that's my last chance too (laughs) <laughs> you're right actually <laughs> hopefully i don't mess up i gotta keep it nice and short next one but yeah I, the um <laughs> cutting you off you know batman gus uh yep. <laughs> joker lalo that was all yep. great nickel tour wonderful uh yeah the connection between howard and gus both dying uh how I, it, it being a breaking bad episode i would agree ask you know it's very more action-packed like i said breaking bad a lot more action-packed than better call Saul. yeah which I think is really misleading about Better Call Saul because the first episode, or maybe the first two episodes, are kind of more action packed. Yeah. Then they should because it, it it ends with Tuco capturing Tuco. him. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then episode two is, you know, him negotiating with Tuco, and I, that's a yeah. bit of that, that. That's the thing I have a complaint for for Better Call Saul is um not like, yeah. I actually enjoy those episodes. I actually enjoy them. It's just yeah. when I recommend them to people, I go, well, listen. It's not as action packed as Breaking Bad. The first two episodes might make you think that, but trust me, it is not. Yeah, it's much more of a slow burn, but it's good. It's good. Yeah, oh, yeah, it, oh, it definitely is. I, it, that's I, that's a good a good way to put it. It's a good assessment of this of the of the show. Yeah, it I, they, it was early days. They were still finding their footing, I guess. But this 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 is a great episode. I think all the deaths in the second half of the season are in this episode, aren't they? I don't think does anybody else die. No, the whole... not to my knowledge. Lalo dies, and then some goons yeah. die, and Howard died last yeah. half season. Yeah. No. Yeah. So there you have it. Anyway. Just look at that. Um, it, I, yeah. It's a, it, it, is, it is a wonderful episode. Very action-packed. And you know what? It has one bit of humor in it, too. Do you remember <laughs> the one humor? I, I, I could... You did point it out. I don't remember it, though. I have to remind it again, because there's only, like, one bit of humor in this entire episode, which is uh, Gus being the librarian guy with glasses <laughs> and then him pointing out the wrong person. Yeah, it's got a double, but yeah, <laughs> everyone's got doubles in the car. Yeah, got doubles. It's true. It's true. But yeah, th- and this this felt like a finale. Like this felt like the end of the Better Call Saul era, right? Uh, Definitely. The the only thing that we were missing was really the breakup. You know what happens to Kim because you could easily draw the through line for everybody else. Yeah, if there's no Breaking Bad, this could sensibly be basically the end, or nearly mm-hmm. the end. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! All right, there's only one more left, Kurt. Ooh, I wonder which one it could be. Uh, I guess we'll... <laughs> number one. Oh, it's, it's all. It's all you, Kurt. Are you ready? Okay. 
Ready? Set. Go. Our favorite episode of the season, obviously 10 out of 10, is the final episode. Saul gone. Because you know what? It has it all. Saul here. I, I don't know. It's it's all. I, I, I can't think of a pun. It's a really good episode. It's a great finale. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I'm trying to say. It's a very good finale. Because somehow, not only do they, like, they subvert expectations. At least to me, subvert expectations in uh-huh. such a way. Like, it doesn't it doesn't end with him dying or end with him getting caught. Like, it starts with him getting caught. Yes. Right? And then we go through the rounds of it. And by doing so, they let him survive, like, you know, be in the atmosphere that he knows very well. Or he can kind of go back to his roots of being, you know, Saul Goodman, and then eventually go back to Jimmy McGill. You know, he's being a lawyer again. He's negotiating. He's looking like he's winning. We see Mary. You know, that that's all uh, Maria, we, and that's so cool to see him winning again and him back to his old ways. And he doesn't have to hide who he is anymore. Um, and that's so exciting. And seeing the gears turn in that plane when he when he realizes, oh, Kim, hmm, okay, something, something here. And then the courtroom itself is an amazing scene. Just everything that happens there, obviously. Uh, the flashbacks, right? The the through line between all the flashbacks of regret, right? It's an episode of regret um, between Mike, Walt. The Walt, they are better than the RV flashbacks. This is a good uh, flashback. And Chuck, too. These these are all great, all about regret. Um, yeah, I, I, like there's not there's not a scene in this episode I can complain about. The courtroom scene's great. And then it, it's such a sad ending, right? It's bittersweet, maybe. But still sad, you know, it, it ends as a romantic story, which I would have never thought. Better Call Saul going into it and it is a romantic story, but it does. I love it. It's, it's great. So I I love it in so many ways. It, it's such a good finale to me. So that's it. I end my time. Wow, 157. Oh. You, you did quite well tonight. Thank today, you. Thank you. This morning, whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> At this time, you're doing very well, yes. Yeah, very good, very good. I, I tell you, this, this finale was as good a finale as I could have could have ever imagined for this. I series. don't know how they improve it. Like I, I, I don't like, either. I don't like I don't know how like I, I think I've said in the past, but if you give criticism, I think it is fair to be expected upon you to be able to mm-hmm. think of a better alternative or to at least be able to how can you make it mm-hmm. better, right? For your criticism yeah. to be as valid. Because if you know if I can't think of a better way, you know it's okay, then is there even a better way? But I mean I guess you still criticize something being bad. But right. You know, in this context, though, I can't think of anything better. For example, right, no spoilers here. Uh, the Dexter New Blood finale is some people don't like it, right? <laughs> yes, we we did thoroughly enjoy it, but we do think that you know maybe there are some improvements that could be made. Same with other series finales you've covered. Like you know, we would have liked it more if this was done. I can't mm-hmm. think of that at all for this finale. Like, I can't think of anything that I would like no. more had they done it differently. I yeah, this is. So perfect as far as I'm back. concerned. The prisoner bus scene. I, I, you know, retrospectively, but, I like that. But scene. it's still fine. I like it. It's still fine. It, it looks, it lets us know that he'll be fine in here. Yeah, that, that's so, what I love it, about it. It's is so, that he, he kind of gets. It's not everything that he wanted, but he gets to be himself. And he gets to do it in an environment where he's accepted for who he is, mm-hmm. and he kind of gets Kim's not maybe not affection back. Maybe though, uh, but at least her regard that's that's the bittersweet ending part to it yeah you know i mean like he's he's kind of in a place where he's respected he can be himself he's he's got you know kim something back with him in some way yeah yeah uh whatever it is better than what i guess he used to be and yeah 
just just only 80 years who knows 80 something <laughs> years who knows yeah. some good behavior it's just yeah oh man i think about it now it's so, so bittersweet so yeah i i love i love the finger guns at the end of that just that's oh. just it is is it's perfect that that's a perfect spot to stop there and then i it seems like i i should probably be maybe i don't know a little critical of it for this but i love that it ended up themed the same way as the second half of the last season of ozark based around contrition confession absolution and penance and you get all of that in this episode i mean ozark kind of spread that over the course of the last four or five episodes of of its season and this uh, this was great though this this was and he didn't know it was coming until he gets to the court and he starts altering his story right and you can see, you can hear the contrition in the confession he you can see him seeking absolution from Kim uh, and then very willing to do his penance in, in the penitentiary <laughs> yeah uh, yeah I just. I, I yeah I have nothing else to really say about the episode. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I but happily, I, I, it's a great ending for a very hyped finale. Um, mm-hmm. I think they probably had a lot of pressures going into it, especially in, yeah in general. So it's a good finale. I'm happy they didn't kill off Saul Goodman or Jimmy Miguel or James Miguel, whichever he now goes by. Uh, <laughs> and they ended it in a very unique way. Well, I think you made a really good point there about uh, everybody seems to die in the Better Call yeah. Saul or the Better Call Saul Breaking Bad universe. Like, the, the, everybody's ending is death, except for Jesse's, and now Saul and, and his and his is he runs free, right? So, so yeah, every, everyone dies. Jesse runs free. Yeah, what, Saul what a, Saul ends Saul. up taking one for the team. Like he's the only yeah. one like doing time for any of those crimes. I mean, yeah, he's gonna do time no matter what, I guess. But yeah, way more time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Walt is dead, Gus is dead, and Lalo's dead, and all like all these people are dead. Everyone's so, dead. so I mean, they they paid that price, but uh, Saul is the only one who ends up in any kind of legal payback situation. So, so it would seem, yeah, from the main cast, especially, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did love the use of, and it happened in in the previous episode as well the the splash of color with the cigarette burn mm-hmm. like and, and that yeah. and that last scene together being the same as their first scene together even right down to the lighting and the shared cigarette leaning up against the wall it's just really pretty great and they stuck with the black and white stuff i respect that yeah you know honestly i'm glad they did it too because it does you when you help. use when you use black and white to delineate time differences, I think it's important to stick with that because the, the, they've established already that if it's in black and white, it's post Breaking Bad. And I, as far as I can, I, as far as I know, I don't think there was anything else that was post Breaking Bad that was in color. No, yeah, neither, neither can I. Oh, except for the uh, I take that back. Only the the. Uh, the very first scene of this season, episode one, Wine and Roses. That's post Breaking Bad. Is it? Yeah, because they're raiding his house and collecting all his belongings. And I guess. Oh, it might be... not be. You're yeah, right. But because because there's a big time jump from yes, Granite State. You're right. And this Never obviously mind. happens after Granite yep. State. Not, not, well, not Granite. Well, Granite State, and then also Felina. Those, right. There's a time jump for those. Yeah. Oh, you're and, right. Never mind. Okay, I take that back. Yeah, so yeah, so, so, dead. 
So they are actually using black and white to delineate this is post Breaking Bad. So that I, I think you got to stick with it. So and I like that. Okay, they they could have done something where like you know they transition. Oh, now it's color. Like you know they do something. Yeah, I'll like tell that. you where that transition but... could have come when he walks in the courtroom doors. Like, that would have been cool for the finale. They could have maybe yeah. done it when they made everything black and white. They kind of did that. But then it would have made the flashbacks more confusing. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. Like that. So I agree. Um, they could have done that. But I'm happy they didn't actually now. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, like, I like how they stuck with that. And I'm I'm just ecstatic about this series. So I yeah. think that's, um, that's, a, you know, that's a place to put a cork in it. Yep. Uh, a very fancy <laughs> tequila or champagne, whatever that was, cork. Yeah, it falls falls off of a moving key. truck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the titles then. Uh, let's talk about our least favorite title of the season and our favorite title of the season. How about that? Okay. And I so believe. We'll start off I guess I'll note? start. Yeah, let's start with the bad stuff, and uh, I guess I'll go first since you just talked about Saul gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sound good? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, this this is a pretty easy one for me, uh, but. I think that you, uh, that you're hmm. You had some because I'm going to try to guess yours before revealing mine. I'll have you guess mine as well. Uh, I think you had some criticisms of Waterworks. You had some criticisms of Breaking Bad, but I think ultimately you go with Nippy as your worst t- title of the season. Can I ask you why? Why Nippy? Yeah, why? Because the name the name of a dog, and there isn't actually a dog. Yeah, I mean, and the dog, I guess, is just his in to Marion, but doesn't play a role beyond that. They didn't actually get a dog and name it Nippy, right? So uh, I think I think you, and I, I'm I'm just trying to remember back. I, I think you didn't, you were not enamored with that title when we covered the episode. So that's that's what I'm going with. Okay. Uh. I was gonna get snippy for you as well, because I think because you liked Waterworks, I think more than I did. Breaking Bad, okay, fun and maybe fun and games, but I think you like that more than Nippy. I Nippy, I think you said Nippy as well. I okay. did say Nippy. So. I also said I think it's easy. That's that's an easy one. <laughs> nippy is like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> the only the only other one I even considered actually was Waterworks. Uh, I so yeah. Um, the other two I thought about was actually you no, know, was just one. I was thinking about my favorites. Only other one I thought about was Waterworks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and but it's not it's not close. Waterworks. I think at least Kim type. cries. Yeah. And you know you made a point to me of a, oh yeah the water company I guess this is the sprinkler the sprinkler company so, yeah 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 so all right well then let's let's uh take a guess at our best titles then. Hmm. I think man, there's a few here like. So there's some respect for naming an episode Breaking Bad, obviously, because a reference, you know, just because how interlaced it is with its counterpart episode. So I think that's the, and I think you love that connection. So that's definitely a big contender for you. Um, Saul Gone, I think you think's a good title, but not enough to be number one here. Point and Shoot, I know you really liked as well, which is, and I, I remember saying at the time when I watched it, I'm always going to remember, the, you know, this Point and Shoot better call Saul that's the one where uh you know the whole Lalo episode and ending with his death where he tells him to uh, just point and shoot so mm-hmm. hmm. I'm gonna go with the you said breaking bad okay I think you went with point <laughs> <laughs> really any reason behind that 
uh i i remember you loving that title <laughs> like i mean you you were like you gushed and gushed about oh yeah i'm always gonna remember lalo's so, yeah, the camera maybe i just remembered what i thought not what you thought i did yeah. put points to yeah <laughs> and i did say breaking bad you're right oh look at that yeah. so it looks like we both understand each other's gushing <laughs> yeah yeah i i think i love that breaking bad title so much especially I mean, it, it, once once I watched Better Call Saul in Breaking Bad, I was a hundred percent hooked on the title for this one being Breaking Bad. So, I, I mean, for for multiple reasons. First of all, because you get the that connection to that episode of Breaking Bad, but also because this is Gene's Breaking Bad story. So it, this it's that that was easily my favorite title. I did love Point and Shoot though too. That's a great title as well. Yeah, fair enough. I it's. I, well, I would say Point Shoot and Breaking Bad to me are probably the the top two titles by life. Yeah, I agree by by a distance. I agree. Um, but yeah, I I do also like fun and games. I I did consider that for a brief moment, but I considered it Saul gone. Yeah, yeah. That's also kind of bait, but then on the same time, ah, anyway. So I, I, <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Okay. Well, you know, uh, sometimes in series finales, I I will compose an essay uh i have not composed an essay for, for medical saul and, and i think that i'm going to leave it where it is uh I, I don't think i'm going to try to do an impromptu essay here uh, really we, oh uh, yeah no I, I think i think we we've discussed this 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 <laughs> we've got the word long enough, enough. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, it's, yeah. it's been we're, we're pushing we're almost at an hour you know in, in this recording and uh we have we have gushed plenty for for six episodes that we had in the same positions on both of our sides of the spreadsheet so i i, I think uh i think enough has been said i i, I will i guess the, the only thing that i want to say to kind of put a bow on better call saw because it didn't come up too much uh throughout the course of this season uh i just i just want to make sure that we remember when i when i think of better call saul i certainly will think a lot about this last season of it i think it was a great season of television uh but i always will will hold a special place in my heart for the story of the relationship between jimmy and chuck and i'm so glad that they incorporated chuck in in any way and actually even more than the flashback the reference to chicanery when he started talking about oh, Chuck in the courtroom yeah, the exit sign. and the exit sign starts, but they did show the exit sign buzzing. Uh, that, that story was so much of why I loved better call Saul in the early days of it. Uh, that I'm so glad that they called back to it. Um, so yeah, and, and the specter, honestly, the specter of Chuck even haunted a lot of the characters throughout this whole season. You know, there's the scene in an HHM right before Howard's undoing where the the portrait of Chuck is right up there and the kid drops the soda cans and he shows him the, the twisting trick. And, uh, you know, there, there, so there's all that there's, there's the fact that Saul confesses to being probably the cause of Chuck's suicide uh, in, in this finale. You know, and we get the flashback to Chuck. So, uh, and, and it seems like his confession about Chuck is what kind of turned Kim back around to his side. Yeah, I, I think that ultimately, yeah, I would have to agree. That, that's probably what did it. Mm -hmm. Also, I guess Saul, 
at one point using Chuck to kind of hurt Howard, right? Blaming Howard mm-hmm. for Chuck's death. Like, yeah, that's your cross to bear, Howard. Oh my gosh, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's it, I'm glad they called back to it, but I think you're right too that this does end up being a love story, uh, which uh, you know, a, a, a very romantic one. I I really am glad that they went down that road. Uh, and I know that in interviews that I've heard with the the creators of the show, they didn't know what they were going to do with Kim. You know, she was there in the first episode, and they didn't they had no idea what what her story was going to be, or even if there was going to be a romance between these two. So it's it's pretty cool that this is what it ended up being, and uh, and I love that about it. So it's it's a it's a great series, and also as we've mentioned before, the series that kind of instigated us into starting a podcast. So I'll always always be grateful to Better Call Saul for that as well. Yes, thank you, Better Call Saul. And now, Mr. Sal, the bow has been tied. We'll never discuss it again. Series is dead to me. Let's talk about our new series, upcoming. Sal, uh, yes. What are we co- What are we covering? That you oh, we should probably we should probably be be talking about this. So yes, so we've got <laughs> so, uh, quite a bit of transition coming up in in the coming weeks. Uh, this Sunday, we'll be dropping our finale coverage of Only Murders in the Building season two, and we'll have one more episode of coverage for only murders in the building uh we'll do a, a recap episode for that but we will be transitioning over we're going after only murders in the building is done we're going to be going back to lost we're, we, we, we've got to go back we've got to go back we've got to i can't go back mr sal i can't <laughs> we have to go back okay fine i'll go back yeah finally we'll be back into season five of lost after we finish covering only murders in the building but uh what will take the place of better call saul next week uh, we are going to be covering season one of The White Lotus, which is an HBO limited series, anthology series, because, uh, first of all, it got a load, like a boatload of Emmy nominations. So uh, tons of them. I have already seen season one. I, I did enjoy it. I like it a lot. Uh, and season two is due to come out right at the time we finish covering season one. So that's, this is exciting. Uh, so that's where we're headed next on show hoppers. We have to hop shows every once in a while because we run out of show to cover. Uh, and so this is what we're doing and it's all happening in the next two weeks. Oh yeah. Going back to our roots, Mr. Sal covering an HBO series that you've seen and I haven't <laughs> and covering the series that I kind of saw and that you completely haven't. <laughs> But it's specifically lost because specifically that's what lost. that is what we started off on. Yes, uh, I am very much looking forward to getting back into Lost. It's been a long me time. Too, it, it, like yeah. it, it's been what eight months? I think since we too long. I think, I think Dexter New Blood's premiere is when we stopped covering Lost. That was in January. So yeah. But with that being said, listeners, thank you for following your Better Call Saul um, recap and uh, coverage. We enjoyed it. We hope you enjoyed it. But yeah, we will have a new series coming out, Only Murders in the Building. Season two is almost concluding, so you should catch on that if you haven't. White Lotus coming out next week. Uh, Lost will be back the following week. Um, but in the meantime, we do have a big backlog. Leftovers. So many other seasons of Lost and <laughs> episodes. Uh, we've got Centaur World, Russian Doll, Ozark, Dexter New Blood, Black Mirror episodes. Um, you know, so... You know, if, if, if you could find if you feel free to look at that backlog, share the podcast, review. If you want to contact us, show up at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. We're done.